The following is brought to you in part by MFC Studios. The views of the show's host and guests do not necessarily reflect those of the management, owners, or staff of this radio station. And now, it came from the radio. Welcome once again to We Came From Radio, the official The Big Apple Con. This is your host, Mark Torres, speaking. With me, I have our senior correspondent, Charlie Saladino, in the studio. Hello, fun seekers. And I have our very own Pronto Comics definition man, Dominic Sperano. Hmm? Oh, I'm sorry. I, I fell asleep with that intro, Mark. And we also have uh, Zambo, our engineer, with us today. Hello. So this week, we're going to be going uh, back in time. To the LI Geek, because our senior correspondent, Charlie Salentino, did a whole bunch of interviews, which I finally got from him, thanks, and we're going to play those interviews today. Hopefully, uh, nobody had anything time-sensitive. Yeah. <laughs> don't worry about that. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, oh. I don't think we're too time-sensitive. When was LI Geek? Better late than never. <laughs> when was LI it was, Geek? It was like, uh, LI Geek was a combination this year of LI Geek and LI Who. Yeah, but when? Oh, God. <laughs> I'm oh, so glad we're so was, timely. We was, are a timely show. Of anything, we're very much on current events. We are was, a timely we show. We all are. It was way back in. <laughs> At least it was uh, 2018. 2018. It wasn't 2017. But no, it wasn't. It was like maybe October, November. All right, like so that. it was the latter half of 2018. Right. It's been within the past six months. Yes. Okay. Fair yes. enough. Sure. Fair enough. Right. Fair enough. Yes. All right. So before we do that, I want to take it away with the, the, Wait a minute, the quick Mark. news. You know what we need to know? What do we from need last to know? Week? What do we, we need, need to know? We need an answer to this question. Oh, that question. That question. That question. The great question. The great question. Yes, I do. Yes, I Here do. Three, right, yeah. two, one. Where on earth is Mark Torres? Now, I believe you were saving the world last week. Is that correct, sir? Sure. I was here, but uh, in spirit. I wasn't actually here. You're here in here. spirit, yeah. saving the world. That's where, I, that's where I was. All right. Now everyone knows. I'm Good. Glad, I'm glad uh, everybody waited a bated breath for that whole uh, resolution. That. Well, you could have come up with something better, but... <laughs> I, th I, th I thought my reasoning was pretty good, but yeah. it's all right. It's all, all right. fair. It's all, all is fair. Um, <laughs> so I want to do the shout-outs uh, for the Patreon. So we Go have to do it. the Patreons. We have a shout-outs for Danny Grillo, Jared Burrell, Two Sentence Horror, Ryan McDonald, Millie Portes, and Kyle Horn. Um, also, I uh, want to mention that we are the news is brought to you in part by the fine folks of the Back Apple Con, which we are the official radio show of celebrating over 22 years of comic book stuff and pop culture in this. The next convention will be March 9th and 10th of this year. The headliners are none other than William Shatner, Kathleen Turner, Brent Spiner, Mike Coulter, who plays uh, Power Man, Luke Cage, and many others. So for more information, go to www.bigapplecc.com. It's Ooh. a veritable who's who of 80s and 90s stars and 2000s my culture's a 2000 yeah but i mean like when you got bill shatner and, and kathleen turner man that's like 70s 80s stardom right there that's power yeah yeah Ring. well actually 60s when you talk about shatner that's true he goes way back yeah but i mean come on not everyone could have played tj hooker no or or 
Jenny Crane. Yeah. Or <laughs> nobody could have hung on that that car hood just no. as TJ. No, there my TJ Hooker story. I've never seen a full episode of this TJ is, Hooker. This does not shock me. But I was flipping through the channels one day back in the old days, as one tends to do. And there was. Wait, wait. Uh, did you a, actually have a clicker, or did you have to get up and turn the dial? I had a, a wrench. You had a wrench. Yeah. So. What um, kind of television did you have, sir? Interesting. Well, in the old days, was it when steam the, powered? When the dial. I'll tell you exactly what happened. <laughs> the dial broke off, or the dial broke. So it and was. And you got the needle nose pliers, and you would just and turn it. Turn it. Okay. But you would have to give right. it such amount of so torque that were, it would almost it was hurt so your old, wrist. You had to get up and turn the channel yourself. Yes, back in the old okay. days. Right. Um, and if you well, were, if you were real good with that needle nose pliers, you could spin it right. so it went from the channel you started at to the channel you started, started at. at. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Remember before. Uh, clickers, you really had like a long extension cord yes. to the TV, and then you had to push the buttons. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that that's what I remember. Oh. I still mentally visualize the channels of television going in that order. Oh yeah, going yeah, yeah, yeah. across and down, across and down, yeah. across and down. Huh. Yeah. So uh, I was flipping through the channels as one tends to do back then, and I saw T.J. Hooker where he was in a parking garage, and the Standard bad guy setup. was getting away in the in the car. But T.J. Hooker uses the stairs, so he's running down the stairs. And he's going to beat a car. And he beats the car, escaping from... And I was like... And they're playing, you know, the... the, the, the he's playing right, the song, right. like, this is ridiculous. I'll never watch this show ever again. And you didn't. And I did not. But That's right. Yeah, that was... Well... He caught the car. <laughs> if, if William... It's right up there with Batman. If William Conrad could climb up the tower steps and get the bad guy... Anybody could climb up and down steps and get. Do you remember Cannon? Yes. Get the bed. Yeah, there I, you go. Yes, I do. But that it's opening just... scene when he climbs up the tower. Yes. Right. And he got the guy. So, mm. um, since we have a lot nice. of uh, of uh, interviews, because it is Probably a lot of interviews. Twenty six minutes of. Yeah. Twenty six minutes of interviews. Minutes of yes. interviews. Yes. So we're gonna. We're gonna. I didn't know you knew twenty six people. We're gonna. Well, that's <laughs> that's a whole different thing. Um, <laughs> so I just want to do a. A quick uh, news. So from the that's a lot of nuts department. Oh God. Uh, Disney's first trailer about this news. for Frozen Two has broken the most views for an animated trailer at 116.4 million times in its first 24 hours, wow. beating out Incredibles Part Two, which was the previous record holder at 113.6 million views. Hmm. So. That's a thing. That, That's a thing. So I don't know if that means it's individual view or does it mean a person can do multiple views? And that you know what this means? What Someone that at mean? Disney was made to sit in a room and just program <laughs> keep a refresh, thing. Keep refreshing. Just, just to keep it playing it on loop. <laughs> That's what really that meant. That's Disney what it was. has that much money. They hired a hacker just to do that. Disney. Not even a hacker. It was just an intern that they know that you know went unpaid. For, yeah, exactly. Unpaid That's intern. unpaid intern work. Yeah, it is. Absolutely. You're gonna sit here and refresh this page until the end of time. What do you mean? Just do it. Just, just do what you're told. Kid. <laughs> you want to wear the mouse suit, don't you? That's do right. it. <laughs> you want the big time. You want to be working in the park. This is what it costs. <laughs> I, and, and it was like, don't even think of getting up to go to the bathroom. Here's an empty bottle with a wide neck. Because yeah, <laughs> I remember they made a big stink about the Fast and Furious. I think it was probably the last. One eight, I think they're up to eight. Yeah, I think so. Sure. Yeah. Eight. That Why they not? they played the trailer on the 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 screen in Times Square. 
Uh-huh. And they were saying that that was the most viewed because they actually had people actually who, viewing it. Yeah. Well, they kind of have a point. But how do they actually like? Do they actually like give everybody a ticket? Like, how do they count all? I mean, and then like, is I'm a sure view? mathematically there, there are cameras. With software they could figure it out. Yeah, there, there are cameras that face downward from those billboards at the crowd. Yeah. So I think that was mainly more or less just analytics and and yeah, stuff. I guess. But it's just yeah. that, they probably also just know the average amount of people that are in Times Square at, right, at, at, at any moment. given time. Right. So they just know. Yeah. But they're going for the record breaking. They have to have the exact number, which is 116.4 million. <laughs> like, how do they? How do they know? I'm sure there was a guy, guys on four. <laughs> Corners with that little metal clicker. I covered the door. There was one guy uh, just yeah, standing there on a soapbox. One, two. Oh, I missed oh, it. Oh, oh, no. One, two. two. Stop moving. Stop looking away. You're supposed to look. Yeah. yeah. That's how they did it. Very scientifically. Everybody, when I point to you, raise your hand and then move on. Yeah. So, so yeah. That's, they uh, used a deli counter number taker. If you've watched this trailer, please. Please take, take number this number. And give it back to us. That's right. Yeah. That's how it is. All right. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah. That's that was something. That, that um, was something. What was the other one that I wanted to do before we take our break? Uh, I'm so glad we're very prepared. Well, no. See, see, because today, February twentieth of uh, 2019, we have our live show. So I actually have double news. In oh, front of me. That's right. So I have to to separate to do, content. Yeah, ever so slightly. Ever yes. So I guess we'll do this one uh, okay. for the last for the last bit of news from the everybody gets to be on TV department. Um, the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Science, also known as Appeal Behind the Oscars, has once again backpedaled as they have decided to not give some awards away during the commercial breaks. For those of you who haven't been paying attention. As reported on a previous news segment, a few months back, uh, the Academy decided to shorten the length by handing out only important awards live on TV, while others, uh, makeup and hairstyling, cinematography, editing, and live action short, will be given away during the commercial and then aired later in a broadcast as a sort of what-you-missed moment. The Academy hmm. says... <clears throat> Since its inception, the Academy Awards telecast has been altered over time to keep the format fresh, but never by sacrificing the integrity of the Academy's original mission. The Academy <laughs> sounds nothing like that. When the recognition I've talked of to the Academy. They actually have a very feminine voice. When the, re when the re recognition <laughs> of the... <laughs> when the recognition of those responsible for the creation of outstanding cinema is being diminished by the very institution whose purpose it is to protect it, we are no longer upholding the spirits of the Academy's promise to celebrate the film as a collaborator art form. We have all heard the feedback from its members regarding the Oscar presentation of the four awards, and all Academy Awards will be presented without edit in our traditional format. We look forward to Oscar Sunday, which is February 24th. So there you go. Um, they were going to have a popular film movie. Then they decided not to. They were going to cut down the time. And then they decided not to, so there you go. Hooray for uh... you know you know what I decided years what you, ago. What did you like decide? When, not when... to watch the Academy Awards. Thank you. That's <laughs> yeah. what I decided Fair. not yeah. to watch the Academy Awards. So the Academy what... can't get out of its own way. Yeah. So what was your reasoning for stopping to watch the the Academy, Academy Awards? Yeah. Well, my reason is um, too many actors who are supposed to be acting and comedians who are supposed to be comedians. Comedian? are making political stands. And again, like Gene Simmons said from KISS, if you're a juggler, you juggle. 
Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. My reasoning is completely different. Yeah. What's your reasoning, Mark? Well, I thank you for asking that. You're welcome, Mark. At one Oscars, they had uh, special effects, and Pee-wee's Big Adventure was going up against RoboCop. And they had a whole production that Pee-wee came on the stage, and uh, they had the Ed 209 come down to try and kill Pee-wee, and RoboCop was in the audience and trying to attack him. It was awesome. But... um, if I'm not mistaken, RoboCop lost for special effects to Pee-wee. If I'm not mistaken, I think it's—I I know they lost. That's like, like hey. Jethro Tull beating uh, Metallica for Best Heavy Metal Album in the Grammys. I was like, well, that jazz that, flute. That, that, that I know jazz, not, flute. jazz flute. I was like, that should not be, and therefore I will not watch this because it's skewed against my my wishes, and that's why I stopped it's skewed watching. Again. Not that it's <laughs> skewed in terms of common sense. Not that it's skewed in terms of that any movie that's about. Uh, any you know like uh, the downtrodden instantly gets a, a a best academy award right not because that it's skewed against millions <laughs> no. but because it's skewed against your wishes and not because it's dirty and not because it's clean and not because it kissed that girl behind the magazine so there you go <laughs> <sighs> that's awesome so we did now academy you needed awards. the crickets <laughs> So yeah, so they're they're, there you go. they're, there you they're go. doing that. <laughs> yeah, I like my reason for not watching it better. My yeah, reason you, is that your reasoning is much more profound. <laughs> yes, thank you. I, I have two reasons, honestly. Oh. One, it just goes on too long. Yeah, and they, like I said, they get out. Of, they can't get out of their own way. Mm-hmm. They don't understand, you know. And it's really outdated. And two, I just don't like the political leanings anymore of, of the academy. You know, years yeah. ago. Back in the golden, the golden age of Hollywood, it was a big dinner for yeah. everybody, and it was beautiful. You know how they, voted? they just went around a table, table saying, yeah, "Who do you think should it win?" It was beautiful, and all these, all these iconic stars would win yeah. and get up and say, "Thank you so much, I appreciate it," yeah, that was it. and get the hell off. I mean, it's really just become a mutual appreciation society yeah, of everyone become, rubbing each other's backs. It's become yeah, it's a moneymaker in, in yeah. twofold. Uh, a moneymaker for the show when it airs and a moneymaker for the people who win the awards. I got to tell you, like way back when, does anyone remember the t- the uh, cartoon The Critic by John Lovitz? Yeah. Yes. yeah. I remember that. They, they had a really good jab at the Oscars. Really? Where it's, it goes like, just to ensure that we don't end anywhere close to on time, here's a musical review about the job of The Critic. And then they just went into like a musical song and dance number of it. But that's essentially what the Academy will do. Yeah. They'll yeah. just like, I remember one Draw year time. they had Val Kilmer come out with a horse. I'm not making this up. Come up with a horse just to do a whole like <clears throat> 10 minute tribute to animals and film. Hmm. I don't care about animals and film. You don't I like Lassie. No, I don't. I'm more of a small dog guy, not a, not, you know, collies. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I don't care about animals and film. I care the animals are treated well in film, but I don't really care about what horse played did what. I don't care. All I want to know is best supporting actor, best supporting actress, best supporting actor, actress, yeah. uh, best script, best director, best movie. Hmm. That's really all I want to know. So I want to know about six categories. That's it. Fair enough. You, no. can, you can do this show. That and- show is an hour show. Yeah, it's a, it's a two-hour show with filler and stuff and, and, now and they're, entertainment. They're not going to show the awards, certain awards. Well, but now decided, they are. They, are. Yeah. they went back. Now they, decided decided they, are. they didn't show them. They should have stuck with that and just showed the major awards. Let me put it this way. If the Super Bowl can almost always end on time, <laughs> there is no reason that the Academy Awards can't. Yeah. 
Yeah, they just, yeah, I, yeah. I said this before on the show. I'll say it again. They need to take a page from the MTV Movie Awards, pre-record the entire thing, edit it down so it's two hours. That's it. Boom, bang, done. Yeah. Yeah. Why does it have to be live? It doesn't. Doesn't. Because they do other awards and they pre-record them and then they show them during right, the live exactly. thing anyway. So what does it matter? Yeah. Academy, wake up. Right. I think it's just all about the reveal of like, oh, now you know. Like, yes, I really cared who did best animated short film. Well, the animators would care. It's about just yeah, saying. Well, so what? <laughs> it is a best film award. When I was so. when I was working yeah. for ABC and I used to send my people to the Academy Awards to do the graphics for that. Mm -hmm. That was that wasn't even as bad as it is now. Oh, it's horrible. Yeah. Hmm. It's just it's, it's a time machine in of itself. Yeah, it used to be it used to be a fun thing to look forward to. I mean, when Carson was hosting it, right. Billy Crystal. I mean, it was a fun. You wanted to see what they were going to say because they're hysterical. But now yeah. it's just everybody trying and to they, co copy the old days. You know, it's even going to be worse is that they don't even have an, a a um a host this year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no that one was... wants to do it anymore. Yeah. No, all right, all right. Everybody whole... got to watch what they say. Yeah. Everybody gets in trouble for just saying things. Yeah. You know, it's 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 so political. It's so right. forget it. No, forget yeah, it. they don't even have a host. So, yeah. so this is this thing is going to just go on for five hours. I can't <laughs> wait to see what uh, Disney's going to do with the. Is Disney doing the live Dumbo movie? They yeah. are still yes. doing a live action. Yeah. Yeah. Live yeah. action, everything. Yeah. They're doing live action, everything. That's yeah. technically not even live action because it's computer generated. Yeah. So it's, it's yeah. really just an upgrade in animation. Right, right. Especially so, like yeah. the Lion King. So being yeah. that I, I just admire Disney so much, as you all yeah, know. Yeah, he's the best fan. Um, and how, how they have the right to tell everybody, oh, you can't do this because you're doing this. Things that they did back in the day. I wonder, um, and this is just a question, if they're going to have the same black crows in the new Dumbo yeah. Movie that yeah, they're right. having. Uh, I, don't, I, don't, the I don't see that going over well. Yeah, I don't yeah. think they're going to do that. Remember those days? Yeah. I, don't think gonna do I really, really makes quick, you think. Before we, because I know we have to take our break. Yes. But they're redoing the Lion King, right? Yes. Yeah. And they're just basically it's just computer animation, as Mark said. Yes. And yeah. they're rehiring the actors to like do the voices or something. Yeah. They yeah. Got James Earl Jones. Why not just reuse the just use the first audio track all over again? <laughs> Just right. Why not just use the original and audio just track? Re-up all the animations. There's no and actual graphics. new actors in it. It's just what all, might right. What it might be is that they'll probably have to pay them more than they would pay them to be in it because there was a whole controversy very quickly. It was a whole controversy with the Aladdin. Yeah. The people who made the Aladdin car, uh, animated film are not getting any type of money or credit for the new Aladdin movie that's coming out, even okay. though they're using similar songs and verses mm -hmm, from mm -hmm, the original. So, yeah, it's a whole All thing. right, maybe that's it. So, yeah, so with that, we're going to take any our way break. To, any way to make Thank a funny God. Thank God. We're ready for our break there, Dominic. Here we go. Break time. Hi, everyone. This is Tom Christopher. I had played Hawk on Buck Rogers on the 25th century, and you are listening to It Came From Radio. You've heard my voice open and close the show. Now we want to hear your voice. If you have a business or product, you can record a commercial here. We offer 30 and 60 second spots. For more information, contact Mark at MFC underscore studios at hotmail.com. Hi, this is Aaron Gray from Buck Rogers in the 25th century, and you're listening to It Came From the Radio. 
Hey guys, want to impress everyone at your next party? Shock them all with a custom cake. Anything goes. Classic wedding cakes to wild party themes. Follow my social media for weekly videos and photos. We're a Long Island-based cake shop. Custom Cakes by Christie Incorporated. K-R-I-S-T-Y. Call or text anytime. 631-606-8166. Sword of Omens, come to my hand. I, lion command it. Hi, everybody, this is Larry Kenny, the voice of lion on Thundercats, and you're listening to It Came From The Radio. Hello, everyone. This is Envoy Comic Distributors, the independent distributor for independent minds. We represent some of the finest small press and self-publishers out there today. To learn more about us and our publishers, search for Envoy Comic Distributors on Facebook. And shop for us online at envoy.storeenvy.com. That's E-N-V-O-Y dot S-T-O-R-E-N-V-Y dot com. Have a great day. Full body character. Hey, ghoulies, this is Demon Boy, and you're listening to It Came From The Radio. <laughs> now, back to our show. And welcome back to the King Familiar Facility by Gavilcon. This is your host, That, that went smoothly. Speaking, it was <laughs> yeah, awesome. Baby. There you go. There we go. Uh, I'm here with yeah. Charlie Saladino, our very own prompt to comics definition man, Dominic Sporano. <laughs> and we have our very own Zambo as the engineer. Hello. So, uh, this week we're going to be talking about the uh, LI Geek yes. uh, convention that yes, sir. our senior correspondent, Charlie Saladino, went to. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? And we have some interviews lined up right. as well. Right, some uh, interesting interviews, uh, and um, so I just your, your I love I love this convention, by the way, and um, it's uh, Ken Deeb who uh, yes, who Ken Deeb, shout out to Ken Deeb. Yeah, and uh, he's always been so um, hospitable to our show, and uh, we just have a great time. Well, I have a great time there, and. Uh, and this year they combined it with um, Ally Who. Ally Who. So right. there was a ah. lot of uh, Doctor Who people there, along with the uh, regular cast of characters. Now, Did Dominic, you see more girls like dressing as the Thirteenth Doctor this year? More girls dressing as who? The Thirteenth Doctor. Um, actually, and and very sadly, no, because really? I if if. You know, I would think females would jump on that, which was because I gotta say, like my my nep- uh, my niece Fiona, Shout absolutely, Fiona. absolutely love. She's twelve. She loves Doctor Who now because it's yeah. a female Doctor. Yeah. The big thing that she requested for her birthday was the Thirteenth Doctor screwdriver. Oh, so I got it for her, and like she opened it up, she was like, ah, "Hey!" Yeah. So I was hoping like nice. there'd be more, you know, because they were like, you know, this is gonna be a great thing for girls, and they haven't like, right, you know, so. Right. Right and like, I, no. I would definitely yeah. think that because so many females love. I mean, if you oh, as many Li Who's as I went to, and the females dress up right. as the female parts. I mean, they love this thing. Now, like you said, I I don't know why they're not jumping on this. So mm. speaking of females, we have a uh, Sarah Louise Mason Madison. Yes. Madison. Sarah Louise Madison. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. We have her interview. So let's play that she, right now. You. This is Charlie Saladino from It Came From The Radio. I am here at the LI Geek Convention, and 
and uh, we are going to be talking to Sarah Louise Madison, who is, uh, as you guys all know from the show, I'm a big Doctor Who fan. She is the weeping angel in many episodes, and uh, we're lucky enough to get an interview, and um, we're going to talk to her right now. How are you, Sarah? I'm very well, thank you. Yourself? Okay, what are your views on this whole, you, this is not the first time you were at the convention. What is your views of this whole convention thing? I think it's amazing seeing like so many people that are so passionate about something. I mean, it's it's absolutely amazing. You know, uh, sorry for your signs. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, this this show has been going on for such a long time, and you've got you've got people that have been watching it since it started. You've got people that have only watched it, you know, the the most recent series, but. It doesn't matter when you joined it. It's you know, it, it's just the feeling that you get from the show, and it's like when everyone comes together, and it's just it's just wonderful seeing seeing them all together and seeing how how the show kind of like you know affects their life. Now let me for us for us in the states, this is all a new thing. The, the past I don't know t ten years, it's been over. It's finally been here. And we get to see Doctor Who, and nobody really realized how far back this went. Um, you're pretty current with it, as uh, you know, Time of the Angels in 2010 and uh, 2010 and stuff like that. Um, how do you how do you feel when you you come here and see how we react to Doctor Who? I mean, it's wonderful. I, like in in the UK. Even if you don't watch Doctor Who, you know what Doctor Who is. I do find it interesting when um, when you talk to some people about Doctor Who over here, not in the conventions, um, and and they don't they don't know what it is. I think I, like it's crazy, um, but yeah, I think you know the Americans have really. Um, Really taken taken to the show and really built um, you know put themselves into into the Doctor Who universe, which is amazing. Right now, you have a very unusual role in this with the Weeping Angel, which is is unbelievable. How did that happen? Um, I got the audition through my agent, and I got to work with the choreographer who's worked with the Scarecrows and Cybermen and all of the other all of the other creatures on. Doctor Who. Um, so I got to work with her for an afternoon, and um, it was her who uh, offered me the part in the end, which is lovely. Now, uh, has has anything happened? I mean, you have this thing. Um, you were in um, the the Amityville. Uh, what, what was that? Weren't you in a, uh, a show that was called the Amityville, uh, I don't even, the Amityville Asylum. Did that have anything to do with our own Long Island Amityville horror? Basically, it took the original story, um, the premise of the original story, and created its own story from it. So it, it was set in um, modern day, and it was set in... Um, an asylum, um, which I played. I played the younger sister, um, who who kind of just like appears every so often, uh, just just to spook the main character a little bit. Being being in the states, did you ever go visit the house? I haven't yet, but I'm I'm a I'm a terror with horrors. I find it really hard to watch them. Um, I did I did get to watch. Um, Oh, 
uh, the haunting on of Hill House uh, recently, which I thought was, you know, very scary, and it's not something I usually watch. So I am trying to kind of like get myself into the horror a bit more, but I'm an absolute baby when it comes to horrors. <laughs> What's down the road for you, Sarah? What's uh, where can people get in touch with you? Where can people see you? What uh, projects do you have happening? Um, to get in touch with me, I am on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. On Instagram, it's Snazzy Louise. On Twitter and Facebook, it's just my name. Um, in projects in the future, I think um, yeah, just see just see how it goes. Nothing's nothing's in concrete, but yeah, just see see where the wind takes me. Well, Sarah, thank you so much. Sarah Louise Madison here at the LI Geek, and thank you for talking to us. Have a wonderful time here. Thank you very much. This is Charlie Saladino from Came From The Radio. We'll be right back. And That's we cool. are back. Yes, we are. We are. Yep. Where are we going? We're no, we're back. we're back. I swear, it was the same. It was, it was the same interview. Was just about <laughs> to loop, but I stopped it. We're good. Loud there. We're good. Okay. Hello. That was cool. We have back. returned. Um, so the next interview, we have uh, Greg Berger, who uh, I, I, I sent Charlie on, a, on an assignment. Yes. To make sure I got, he got, I got to talk to Greg. I was Get sort of like man. an order request. It wasn't really <laughs> a strong order. It was like just more of an order request. And I was happy to do it for our uh, mein host here. And um, you went German. I was going to call him the patent of the radio, but yeah. fine. <laughs> so but, he's uh, going to start smacking us, saying we're not going to get into Valhalla unless we get certain interviews. <laughs> Oof. All right. So hey, we're ready for that one now. We are ready so for that one anyway, now. Let me oh, just wait, quickly wait. Yes. tell you this. You think Go the kids on. at home even know he that patent reference? Probably not. Great, no. but you know what? I got it, but Go see Patton. It was a good great, movie. Yeah. Great, great guy, guy. And he was just open to anything. And I asked him what you uh, asked me to ask him and he was more than happy to do it. Alright, so this is uh, Greg's interview next. Sweet, here we go. Hey, this is Charlie Saladino from It Came From The Radio. I'm here at LI Geek and I'm uh, very honored to be here with uh, voice actor, actor, uh, multi-talented Greg Berger. How are you today, Greg? Well, I'm not myself today. I'm beside myself. But me grim me Dinobot leaders. So I'm uh, I'm happy to be at Li Geek. I'm representing uh, the rest of the pop culture roof because it's very Doctor Who centric here. But we're having a wonderful time and people have been fantastic. Greg, let me ask you some real quick. Um, I can't even begin to to list all the uh, all the voiceover uh, characters you do. I mean, you're talking GI Joe, Spider Man. Um, what was the first one, and how did you get started in this? Uh, the first thing I did, actually, I had been seen on stage by Gordon Hunt, who was doing all of the voice direction at Hanna-Barbera at that time. He said, if you're as versatile as what we just saw on stage, we should know about you. I said, uh, I'm ready if you are, and he had me in for, uh, first, a very peripheral role on Care Bears, and he introduced me as one of the new kids. Within a week of that, he had me in for what they were calling the new Jetsons. And I played Curly Quasar, who had a blind day with Judy Jetson. And it still airs, and I'm part of the history and the magic of the Jetsons.
Jetsons, and I couldn't be prouder. And within uh, a very short time after that, because he uh, decided there was a place for me, uh, I auditioned for and did a series called Fantastic Max. That was the first series at Hanna-Barbera. To this, well, he, we, we lost him last year, sadly, but for the rest of his life, I, uh, I bowed in gratitude every time I saw him because without he really sort of forged the way for my career. Around the same time, I was uh, involved with Wally Burr on what was uh, a show called The Littles for ABC. Very neutral character, but he had seen me in the same play, and that was when he told me he was casting two big projects, one Transformers and one G.I. Joe. So those of us who are smart keep our ears open because I believe opportunities make themselves present for everyone and hopefully you're in the right place at the right time and have done your homework when those opportunities arise. You are absolutely right. And then the next the next thing you know, you're you're in voice uh, voice history here. It's it's amazing to interview you and uh, tell everybody where they can see you, where they can see you work, where they can get in touch with you. Uh, I'm I'm at Greg Berger on Twitter, and I try to keep that feed interesting. And Greg Berger slash uh, uh, Facebook slash Greg Berger on Facebook. Try to keep that interesting as well. I've just returned as the Transformers character I created 30 some odd years ago. So Grimlock is back in Power of the Primes uh, with Mark Hamill and Ron Perlman adding, joining the cast. And so that is airing now. Spyro the Reignited Trilogy was just relaunched this week. Again, back as the character I originated on Garfield and Friends and then the Garfield show, uh, which will, I believe, never be dead, only goes dormant from time to time like a volcano. But uh, I'm Squeak the Mouse and Harry the Alley Cat and Herman the Mailman on the Garfield show. Uh, we'll be back in some form somewhere. And the number of iconic characters, including Eeyore. I'm one of the three Eeyores for Disney. So the, the amount of characters that I've been fortunate enough to attach my voice to that have had longevity and, and histories that go on and stay contemporary as well as classic uh, just blow my mind. How lucky am I? Oh, my God. And, and how lucky am I? I feel like I just in, interviewed 10,000 people <laughs> and one guy. Greg Berger, thank you so much. And... Uh, uh, continued luck, and we'll we'll hear you all over the place. My pleasure. I'll be out there. I do conventions all over the world, thanks to uh, the good folks that invite me. Keep those cards and emails coming in. Fandom is the biggest part of the equation. Thanks again. Thank you so much, Greg. That was uh, very nice there, Charlie. Was nice. Uh, you know, I like the sound off. The the you know. Uh, fandom is the is the biggest part of the equation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah. thought that was really classy. That was wholesome. Yeah. That was wholesome. Yeah, yeah. And and he was awesome because when you're passing his 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 table mm. and you look at him and it it's like, oh my God, this is a big voiceover star. He's 
He's not gonna, you know, he's not gonna he's be not gonna too to to responsive to right. the. And he was with somebody who was, his handler was very serious, and the whole table was very. So I just knowing that Mark really wanted this, I walked over okay. and I just and all of a sudden, it just a big smile, and he was the greatest guy. That's that you can't judge nice. a book by its cover. Nice, really was the greatest guy, and one yeah. of my greatest interviews. It was yes. a very good interview. Yeah, that was really very quick. good. I'm going to put this out to the universe. I think this is going to be awesome. I think we can get this done at some point. If we ever see Peter Cullen at one of uh, conventions, these yeah. conventions, that he can do a draw for us in his voice that he did for the intro of the original Voltron. Oh. From days of long ago, <laughs> yes. from uncharted regions <laughs> yes, yes. across the galaxy, comes a legend. A legend of it came from the radio. <laughs> I'm going to put that out there. That we can get that to I'll go. I'll ask. The worst thing people can say is no. no. Yeah. Uh, so moving on, we're going to go to our next interview, which is a friend of the show. It's a Rob Frankenberger. Yay, oh, we love Rob. Yeah. He has a, a multitude of things. Yeah. And let's see what he's up to. Uh, now, Rob so. is great. I love Rob. Yeah, baby. This is Charlie Saladino from It Came From The Radio, still, still at LI Geek, running into amazing people. And uh, this gentleman that we have never heard from on our show is uh, is going to have to introduce himself. He is uh, such a great friend of the show. He's a great friend of ours, one of the most creative people we know. See if you can guess who it is. Ooh, hello, Mr. Charlie. This is Mr. Robert. Frankenberg. How are you? <laughs> Robert, as always, um, it's so great running into you. You always have something unfreaking believable to offer um, offer the world. Now, and I, I am so excited about this next project that you're doing amongst many of your projects. Oh, yeah. um, please just go on. It's, it's all you. All right, so we're going to talk about two things really quick. Um, so we've got Secreto. Uh, what is Secreto? So Secreto is awesome. It is a overnight party for geeks, fandoms, cosplayers, LARPers, anybody likes to get dressed and have a good time out. Um, so what we did was, you know, we always go to conventions like we are today and we always see that people are dressed up and we realize, you know, this is the only time we really get dressed up. So we decided to create a safe haven, so to speak. I take the business out of the gig, uh, rent a hall, and we have a giant get-together for Star Wars, Ghostbusters, Sailor Moon, and pirates, medievalists, you name it, we have we have a giant feast. And the cool thing is because our facility is so big, um, we have 30,000 square feet. Um, we actually give a piece of facility to each, um, so to speak, fan. You can actually come, bring tents, decorate, and have your own little camp. You can create a Star Wars camp. Um, and it's 10 bucks. That's it, 10 bucks to get in. Um, and for that, because I know the question that's going to be a follow-up is, how do you find out about Secreto? Uh, well, two reasons, uh, two ways. Uh, you can go to Facebook.com, and you can find us at Secreto NY. That's S-E-C-R-E-T-O-N-Y, as in New York. Um, or you can email us at WorldMasterNY at gmail.com. Um, and it is tremendous. This will actually be our third one coming up. And we started with about 10 people, um, local chapter uh, uh, people from fandoms that were the, the owners and the representatives. Um, and uh, just after one Secreto, we ended up at the second one with 57 people um so it's it's expanding very quickly um yeah 
else you want to hear about? You want another one? I got another one if you want it. I want another one. You know why? I love it. I love interviewing you because you ask the questions, answer them, and I just stay here looking pretty. I love it. I love it. You're no. very pretty. <laughs> but, uh, but anyway, no. Let's. I want to hear about the second. All right. So what's up? Uh, the second one is actually a new endeavor that I'm trying uh, called Festive Fear. Uh, so Festive Fear is actually a gothic Christmas festival. Um, it's being held at Play Like a Pro. Uh, it's 1745 Expressway Drive North, Hopog, New York, 11788. Um, and that is actually festivefear.com. Uh, we have vendors, performers. Um, there's even, uh, we have photo ops with the Krampus, uh, a killer Santa Claus, uh, zombie elves. We have zombie sleigh rides. Uh, and at night we're actually doing, you know, people go to midnight mass for church and all that. We're doing uh, midnight mass of the Krampus. Uh, so you'll actually be able to come see a human sacrifice uh, and some crazy stuff. Um, and that's also, uh, I think we're doing $10 a day. It's Saturday and Sunday, December 8th and 9th, um, right in Hopong, New York. Um, you can buy tickets online. You can buy tickets at the door if we're not sold out. Um, it's $10 a night or $15 for the weekend. So pretty uh, pretty cheap gig. Pretty affordable. And uh, yeah, and as always, uh, RetroSoulsNY.com is where you find everything. Yeah. Um, and uh, we're grooving out. It's always nice to see you too, man. You're always busy with the radio show. It's always good. I love it. I love it. This is one of the most talented people I know. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm not even uh, joking about that. Rob, yeah. thank you so much. And everybody, go to those events. You won't be disappointed. Awesome, man. Thank you very much. Remember, everybody, keep it spooky. Definitely. This is Charlie Saladino from Came From The Radio at LI Geek. Oh, that yeah, was well, it. Whoa. I had a frog I'm in sorry. my throat. Sorry. You had a frog in your throat. Sorry about that. See, that was live. I just did that. <laughs> you live. sounded really happy there, Charlie. Uh, I, well, 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 I was with Rob, so we, he's we a great guy. Rob. Rob is a really Rob, cool guy. Rob is a great guy. He's very up. So if you, uh, you know, you're talking to him, that's that's yeah, the, and, he, uh, and he does so much stuff. Yes, that's that's as I was saying um, while we were playing the uh, interview for the guys watching the Facebook Live that we would have him on the show more often, but every time we tell him, "Hey, come down and promote the stuff," he's like, "I'm too busy doing the stuff to come down and promote yeah. it." It's, it's just ah, insane. So I, I we're gonna was trying to get him down some more, but you know, another shout out to to Rob. I was at nice. his haunted house complex. Um, that he had, and yes, they, yes, yeah. they had this this area, and I'm trying to think what it was called, uh, that, but it was just so disturbing, and it was really, really good from the, it, it was just like, Oh, it yeah. was crazy. Check, check out our old so, shows. We had yeah. a lot of interviews about yeah. that stuff. But moving sounded on. like Klingon, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have uh, the next interview. <laughs> we have uh, <laughs> Wendy Padbury. Yes. Yes, Wendy was, and let me explain something. Quickly. I was doing research <laughs> on Wendy, and Time they had money. the wrong date. So they had 63 instead of 66, which was the right date. So if you hear it, correct me. It was my fault. Oh, Execute okay. order 66. All right, so here we go for Wendy. Executing. This is Charlie Saladino from It Came From The Radio. I am still at LI Geek, and I'm here with Wendy, Wendy Padbury. Is that, did I do good on there? Yes. And um, for me, it's a thrill because I've been watching Doctor Who for, oh God, such a long time. And uh, Wendy played astrophysicist, yes. rented lips. Um, uh, and what was it, Zoe? 
Missouri. Okay. And um, this was uh, in the second doctor's um, brain. So um, I have one question to ask you, and then you can go as crazy as you want. 1963, you're on this, uh, you're, you're on Doctor Who. No? When was it? That wasn't me. That was, that was when Doctor Who started. But I didn't join Doctor Who until 1968. 19, oh, God, my kind of, my year, I loved it. Uh, 1968. All right, you do Doctor Who, you do other stuff that I know you did. And then we're over here. Um, I'm sure when you did Doctor Who back then, you didn't know what a, what a, what repercussions it was going to, how do you feel about looking around now? Well, it's quite extraordinary, and in fact, this year is my 50th anniversary of being in the show, and who would have thought, you know, that I would still be coming to conventions, coming and meeting people, still talking about Doctor Who, and it's a credit, actually, to, I always put it down as a credit to Patrick Troughton, because when William Hartnell left, and he was the very first Doctor, um, and someone had the genius idea of a regeneration. Um, if Patrick hadn't been so good, who knows what might have happened to the show. But because Patrick was so good, he set the scene for continued regenerations up until this very day. So it's, it's amazing to still come here and meet people of all ages, people that, what you know, of my age that saw it originally, up to children of 10 who have, who have joined, so it's generation after generation, it's been amazing, it's amazing. It, it regenerates itself, no, no pun intended. Um, what, what other stuff have you done for, um, after Doctor Who? I did lots of stuff after another television, other television series in in England, and a lot of theatre. So I, did, I I had quite a varied career um, because I started. I did quite a lot of work before I joined Doctor, um, and then I eventually. Uh, in my early 30s, uh, stopped to have my children, and then I became a, a sort of stay-at-home mum. And my husband was an actor, so when he worked, I stayed at home. And then I'd do an odd job, and he'd stay at home with the kids. So it became more about family life for me then. Now you're on the other side of acting. You're a talent agent now. No, I'm not anymore. But I, I did. I was an agent um, for 15 years, and but I haven't done that. I retired uh, 11 years ago and um, I just live a, a very quiet life in the French countryside actually yeah well that's beautiful I mean you can't ask for anything more than that but to see what has happened with doctor who has to be a thrill for you now if anybody wants to reach you do you have social media or anything like that? I'm not I'm a bit I'm a bit of a Luddite when it comes to social media but there are ways of getting in touch with me via conventions and things but one thing I do have to say that I'm reminded of every time I go to a convention that the world we live in at the moment is a very uh, uh, not unsafe exactly but it's a very odd world and I think we're not nice enough to each other and I'm reminded when I come to a Doctor Who convention 
how kind everyone is, you know, and how so together people are joined by Doctor Who. And I think the world has a lot to learn and could learn a lot from from the feelings that you get within this building. You know, people come here with it doesn't matter what what creed, what colour, what race, whatever you are, when you walk into a Doctor Who convention you are totally and utterly accepted. And I think that's and I think that's an amazing thing. I, I think you're absolutely right. It's uh, doesn't cost anything in this world to be nice to people and you do find uh, the camaraderie here and and like you said, Wendy, I wish the world could be like yeah. that. Yeah, acceptance, I think, and tolerance um, is, is just so important. Well, Wendy, thank you so much for taking time out to do this interview. And like I said, thank you for all the joy and stuff on the Doctor Who uh, circuit. And like I said, the Americans, we just were lucky enough to get the Tom Baker years. And you guys had everything else. I so hate that. But uh, anyway, thank you so much. You're very, very welcome. Thank you. This is Charlie Saladino from It Came From The Radio, and we're at LI Geek, and loving every minute. We'll be right back. And loving every minute of it. And loving every done. minute. Oh, it's, I felt the love. <laughs> so much I love. The, I felt the love so much I need a shower now. So she, was, she, was, she was not hitting on you. <laughs> no, 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 not like She, was, she was not hitting on you. Unfortunately, yeah. all, all the ladies do not, all the Doctor Who ladies do not hit on you. Well, no, not all the time. No, no. Not all the time. No, you know. I don't believe me. Charlie's an acquired taste. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't. Uh... She was very nice, though. You know yeah, what, really Charlie? Cool. Very nice. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't. I know it's hard to believe, but I don't get hit on a lot. <laughs> really? Really? You, I mean, you know, you're I, a ladies' man. Do you know how much well, willpower well, I've been the, using these well, years? Well, it's when a when after a woman, all these years, you know, yeah. turns around. When I talk to her, turns around, she don't see me. She has to look <laughs> yeah. down. So. Oh. 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 Wait, wait. Wait. No. Thank no. you. There it is. Yeah, you got no. it. You see why I don't always go for these buttons? <laughs> yes, I do. I didn't, I didn't check my notes. Yeah, I thought it was the you red one. You have a one. notepad. You got I it I thought wrong. it was the red one. I'm doing this based off of what I can remember. <laughs> I thought it was the red one. Yeah. Uh, but uh, anyway, on that, that note yes. with that lady, that, she loved me even more because I found out something that wasn't too nice, and she regretted doing it. Hmm. And... Um, I told her I, I wasn't, I found out, but we're not going to use this. Oh, and very, she said, oh, my God, thank you so much. So. Nice nice to win her over. Good no, job. you're just making her sweat right now, hoping that we don't play <laughs> uh, it. No, no, no. She, uh, she was unbelievable. So we have our final uh, our final uh, interview. We have uh, John Davey. Who's also oh, my God, he's great. John yes. Davey was the cyborg. He was, he was like the... Um, the Cyberman. Yeah, Cyberman. he was like Cyberman. a guy you never see. Oh, okay. He was like all the monsters and everything. And oh, right. He was a great guy. Good uh, interview. He was that guy. Oh, cool. Right. So let's hear all that. All right. All righty. This is Charles Saladino from It Came From The Radio, still at Long Island Geek Convention, and very honored to be with John Davey. John Davey is one of the most uh, well-known in the business actors, um, played numerous roles, uh, and uh, but a lot of them were monsters and not, not good guys, but uh, he did them really well. John, how are you today? Uh, I'm very well, thank you. I'm loving 
done it at this convention, loving it in Long Island, and just having a brilliant time just chatting to all the fans, telling them all of the stories of my life on Doctor Who. Uh, and in fact, I've been in 43 episodes of Doctor Who. Most people won't actually have known that because I'm normally covered up in a mask. So I've played characters such as Cybermen, Jadoon, Ood, Hath, Maya, um, many monsters over the last 14 years. Which I watched Doctor Who religiously and I saw all those monsters and never knowing it was you. So you also were in other, other more human rogue one. Talk to, talk to us about uh, your other, uh, other ventures. Sure. Um, well, as well as being in Doctor Who, I've also appeared in the Sarah Jane Adventures, which is the spin-off, Torchwood, which was the spin-off, and also Class, which was the spin-off. And as far as I'm aware, I'm probably the only person that's actually appeared in the whole canon of the Doctor Who universe. Uh, yes, and, and as you have mentioned, I was in Rogue One. Um, very, very briefly, uh, I spent about four days up at Pinewood uh, as a villager in the Jeddah village scene. Um, however, you do see me, but only briefly. It's about one second as I walk past camera and you see my chin for one second. So, um, in Doctor Who, we had a lot of rehearsals and a lot of very technical things to do. Um, obviously, in Rogue One, I just had to walk across screen in front of the camera. However, on the first take, um, I crossed in front of the camera. Uh, basically, one of the assistant directors was just feeding people. It's called a wipe. So someone moves in front of the camera and you wipe the camera. And uh, the assistant director didn't know what the cameraman was going to do. The cameraman was actually going to move forwards. So I was thrown in front of the camera just as the cameraman was moving forwards and I actually hit the camera which is never great because, you know, we don't have a lot to do and bumping into the cameraman isn't a good thing. Right. Uh, and I kind of felt really embarrassed by it. And I kind of, when they say cut, I just put my hands up in the air. Uh, and it was very nice that the, uh, the, the camera operator, I think, I think it was actually the cinematographer for Rogue One, I, I can't remember his name, he actually came up to me and said, on the next take, I won't be moving forwards so you'll be fine which was which was lovely it was so nice of him and we know that the only proper time to bump in the camera is if you're in a Mel Brooks movie exactly yes you know that's uh, that's always a thing to do or break the fourth wall and uh, you know deliver a line to the camera but as a, a Doctor Who fan myself it's such a thrill like I said to talk to you because I've seen all your characters and Again, the unsung heroes, you never know who's doing the brilliant job behind those those masks. And, uh, you know, it, it, you, you did a great job. What's coming up for you in the future? Oh, well, an actor's life. Normally 
normally you would say unemployment because uh, we have long periods of time when we're not working. Uh, however, I do have many other things that I do. I am a camera operator, a stills photographer and a cinematographer. I have spent a lot of years making music promo videos, mostly stop motion animation, that's my expertise. Uh, recently we have done videos for Radiohead, Run the Jewels, Father John Misty, um, and there's possibly some things coming up with that soon. Uh, I'm off to Chicago TARDIS next week uh, for another event, and then when I get back from Chicago, uh, I've got a week off, and then I'm going off to Panto in Bristol, my hometown, where they are doing Cinderella. Uh, and what I'm doing is installing a flying coach and horses. So uh, Brian Connolly, I think, who's playing um, one of the characters, gets in the coach and horses and flies Cinderella. And there's two animatronic horses, which look absolutely amazing. And the coach and horses take off and fly over the audience, uh, which is a, quite a spectacle. Um, the, the company that supplies it is a company called uh, The Twins Effects. Um, there's two guys who are identical twins. They used to be magicians, and then they use their magician's sleight of hand into doing pantomime and lots of other live performances. That's amazing. That, that, uh, you wear so many hats, it's incredible. Um, how, when, how could people find out about you? How could they, uh, well, your social media, get all that out for us? Sure. You can either go to my website, which uh, desperately needs updating. Uh, that is johndavey.com, which is J-O-N-D-A-V-E-Y.com. Or on social media, uh, all of my social media is johndavey007. Beautiful. John Davy, thank you so much. It was such an honor to uh, interview you, and uh, I love all the work you did on Doctor Who, and I can actually say now, while I'm watching it, yeah, there's John. Yeah, I met him. I interviewed him, you know, and then I could be a big deal. But anyway, thank you so much, John Davy. The pleasure is all mine, and keep on watching. This is Charlie Saladino at LI Geek. We'll be right back. And Boom. we are right back. Yeah. Yeah. As, as so I promised. We're having a show within a show. So we got less than two minutes to go, so quick final Let's thought, go. Charlie. Yeah. Um, just thanks everybody who granted me the interview. Uh, all great people. We love uh, L.I. Geek, L.I. Who, um, Ken Deep. Thank you so much for allowing me to do that. Yes, Ken. And uh, that's about it. Uh, love everyone. All right, Zambo, quick final thought. It was awesome. I would love to go to LA Geek now, so I think I may uh, pull some strings. Okay. All right. Now, a quick final I'm into that. Uh, hug your mom and go to the local cons. Agreed. Right. So that about does it for this week on the Came from the Radio. Join does us it really right do here it? any week on this radio does station. It? If you missed any part of the show, go Tough. to our website, www.camefromtheradio.com. <laughs> Listen to your archives will be up in any week or so. Check us out on Beyond the Dawn Studios, Overcast, Pocket Cast, iHeartRadio, Google Play, iTunes, Breaker, Google Podcast, Radio Public, Spotify, Podbean, and Player FM, or... I'm sorry, I'm getting a nosebleed from you listing all that. <laughs> yeah. uh, just Google, it came from the radio. And we'll see you next week. Take it easy! <laughs> You've been listening to It Came From The Radio with Mark Torres. The views of the show's hosts and guests did not necessarily reflect that of the management, owners, or staff of the station. We now return you to your earthly scheduled broadcast.